True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. (laughs) I remember being 16 and very excited to drive my friend Greg and I to a brand new amusement park that was debuting in the Phoenix area. Not only did we have autonomy in being able to drive ourselves, but we also were without parent supervision in terms of being able to walk the park. This was new. And as a part of our walking the park in a new way, we were discovering new rides. And one of the new rides that we discovered was called the Rocco Plane. And this particular ride was basically a Ferris wheel. Now imagine a Ferris wheel with cages on it. And the cages would allow you, as two people, Greg and I, would get in. They strapped us in with a seatbelt, and across our laps was this bar. And if you move the bar forward, the cage would spin one direction, and if you move the bar towards your stomach, it would spin in the other direction, as the ferret wheel would go round and round, thus creating this sensation. Well, we got up there, and quickly, <laughs> Greg, through his screaming, became very uh, upset that this sensation that he was feeling that we were creating, that he didn't like. And so he was holding on that bar very strongly, trying to ensure that I wasn't going to push forward. And because of that, I took advantage of the situation to scream that I was going to push it forward or pull it back. And the idea that we would spin this cage and he was really, really upset with me. And of course, I was taking joy in the fact that he was becoming so frightened or so scared. I didn't realize though how frightened Greg was until we got out of the cage. I was still kind of laughing and even crying that I thought this was so funny when Greg was actually very, very mad at me. I wonder if Greg has forgiven me. This topic, the simple truth about forgiveness is you can't afford to be without it. (laughs) That's actually saying something, but really feel it. Forgiveness is one of the world's most misinterpreted concepts. That's actually quite a statement, but it is true. Forgiveness also can be thought of in terms of power. For example, I forgive you. In legal terms, I pardon you, which presumes that I have the ability and authority to pardon somebody else or to forgive them. Further, forgiveness is often taught like it's something nice that we should do for somebody else. If someone says that they're sorry, then we should forgive them. Forgiveness also can be thought of as the ultimate betrayal, that you did something to somebody or they did something to you. I'm going to surprise you to say that forgiveness isn't at all what you think it is. (laughs) Let's start with the word forgiveness. We can use it or we can use something else. The reason why I want to bring this forth is because sometimes there's an association with the vibration of the word forgiveness. And if you have any difficulty with the word, then please substitute it with another phrase such as letting go or a word such as releasing. The reason that this is important is because how your brain interprets language. Obviously, we know that we use the five senses, seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, and feeling, to be processed by the brain. 
Fundamentally, though, all of this processing is determined to be categorized in terms of being good or being bad. This is very interesting because there is no such thing as good or bad. We know this because of unconditional love. Unconditional love just means, by definition, that you are loved. That doesn't mean with conditions such as good or bad. If you really understand this concept, then I could conclude my speaking, right? What I mean is that you'd have perfect understanding and that we wouldn't need to talk about forgiveness as there wouldn't be anything to forgive. This is an issue. We need to talk about how our brain creates patterns. These patterns are used as shortcuts, obviously, as we take language and we formulate it. And then, of course, we have feelings through our perspectives as to what that means. But these patterns, every one of them, as I just got through saying, have been interpreted by you and assigned an interpretation. Ultimately, we want to break this pattern. I'm asking you to break this pattern of good or bad. Why? Why would I ask you to break a pattern such as this? Because if you can, conceive that it is possible to perceive information as not good or bad because of unconditional love. If you can't get hurt, then you won't hold any grudges, memories, energies that don't serve you. What I'm saying is, you won't need to exercise any forgiveness. Most of us are very much challenged with this process because, of course, we take our five senses, we use them to determine what is good or bad, and as a result, we enter into the category of forgiveness, needing to let go or to release something. There's three categories I want to speak about in terms of forgiveness, and they are the past, the future, and being present or in the moment. Now, let me repeat that. The past, specific as a category to forgiveness, the future of forgiveness, and, of course, being present or in the moment in relation to forgiving. In the past, we can think simply in terms of what has happened to you, what was done to you. Perhaps, what did you do to somebody else? The future has to do with what it is that you're trying to protect yourself from. Now, the moment, or being present, this is the key. This is the key to really letting go. So let's start to really expand into the first category of forgiveness regarding the past. If we think in terms of perhaps something that was done to you physically, emotionally, or spiritually, and of course the more personal that it becomes in terms of the perception of pain or hurt that you have dealt with, then there is even a mathematical relationship in terms of how much you would want to let it go or to release it or to offer forgiveness. But let's take the um, subcategories of the physical or emotional aspects or spiritual aspects of being hurt categorically in the past and think of someone hurting your body. Perhaps someone took something from you, like money. They embezzled. Maybe someone didn't stand up for you. We can go further of somebody taking advantage of you in the form of abuse or perhaps even torture. Emotionally, think about Neglect, abandonment, breach of trust. And of course, there can be indirect emotions where someone does something in behalf of, let's say, a family member with an intention to try and mess you up emotionally, to try and take advantage of you. Spiritually, of course, there's a whole other category where we have priests or yoga professional or anybody in spiritual authority who is actually misusing their authority. Of course, every time that would take place, if it was perceived by you through the pattern of your brain, that something was done to you, 
then it creates an imbalance. Sometimes that can be seen as a, a teeter-totter that's going leaning the one way. And if we don't let that go in terms of that imbalance, then we create, we forever create a cyclic pattern of that energy and then us creating it. Now, becoming aware of this is nice. <laughs> Practicing it is something completely different. Understanding that something can't be done to you is likened to the same concept that you can't get hurt. Just feel that. That you have control to determine what creates that, that thought of good or bad. The reason that we want to really understand that is because indeed that you have the power, and that power is something very significant not just in terms of waiting until we get to the point that we have to forgive somebody, but realizing that that choice is something that we're making all of the time. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Specific to the category of forgiveness in terms of looking forward or to the future, we have to understand that we're trying to protect ourselves from something. And of course, this is always based upon the past. We have something that took place historically, then we use that as a pattern to protect ourselves. We just flip it. We flip the coin to go in a proactive uh, form to ensure that we're not going to be hurt in terms of going forward. Equally the same thing in the idea that we could be physically, emotionally, or spiritually um, harmed in terms of going forward. As I shared in the beginning, by being present, which is the key to all letting go, we find ourselves enormously empowered. Let me give you an example of this. In the game of tennis, the individual is the only one that's hitting the ball. We can't point to other people. Then we, when we do hit it in, then of course we want to take all the adoration and joy and celebratory <laughs> um, cheering from the fans that that took place. But when we hit it out, it can also be thought of as something that happens to you, like it was the racket or the ball or something else took place. But what I'm saying is no matter what happened in terms of you hitting the ball out of bounds, you have to let it go. You have to release it. You have to forgive yourself and the idea that you're the one that actually hit it out of bounds so that you can go on to the next point. Well, that's a significant thought. If we can use the moment by being present to realize that we don't need to move into a state of judgment. Now, this is the first time I brought that up. I've inferred it with the idea of good or bad, but becoming aware that we are actually judging something as good or bad is where we begin, that's the beginning of the wave, if I can call it that, of the outcome of our need to jump into full-fledged forgiving. Because if we don't judge good or bad, then we'll never have to experience, again, letting something go. We can accept, actually honor, perhaps even love. How do we love or honor or accept something that we perceived as bad? Well, again, this goes back to the idea that things need to be fair or perhaps just. So how do we honor or accept something perceived as something bad? Come back to tennis as our example. As an individual, the one who's actually hitting the ball, we are responsible. We are the ones that are accountable. Ultimately, feel it differently in the idea that you're empowered. <laughs> That's different than I'm accountable as if I need to be accountable or I have to be accountable. Rather, we get to see this from an empowered perspective. This is something huge. 
Probably the biggest challenge that we have with this term of forgiveness or trying to release or letting something go is in the idea or the concept that we've actually betrayed ourselves, (laughs) that we've done something that is a conflict to what we've come here to do, to the balance that we want to create, or perhaps we really dipped into the category of judgment that we did something bad or absolutely wrong. Probably one of the biggest challenges that we have in this earth plane state is that we are empowered, that we don't want to take accountability for the um, omnipotence that we have and that we're able to create. And in this understanding, we want to appreciate that we don't want to move into a disempowered state of thinking that we've done something wrong, slash that we need to be forgiven, or that we need to forgive somebody else. Do you see what this does? It actually disempowers our ability to create. That is why this is so important. Could there be anything that's more important than your understanding that? And this is why the topic, you becoming aware that forgiveness, the simple truth about forgiveness is that you can't afford to be without it. That's what I mean when giving this podcast its title. You can't afford to be without your empowerment, not forgiveness. That's not something real. We have the ability to create without having to judge in the category of wrong or right. And every time that we come into the moment by being present, we are empowered to be aware that we're living in a space that is truly unconditional. If we can see that in terms of what we're capacitated to receive, then suddenly we can offer that to ourselves. And then this topic of forgiveness or having to let go or to release is moot. It's not something that we need to talk about or discuss or even work at. Now, it's challenging because, again, like I said in the beginning, our brain is conditioned to value things as good and bad. And when it becomes very personal to you, for example, if somebody um, was abused in any kind of scenario, let's say just in a high school uh, auditorium, that they were downed by the student body in a very unhealthy way because of their beliefs or because of their looks or because of uh, something that they did, that can become a thought, a place, where we think, again, that we're hurt and then we literally burrow down into that energy and it creates resistance to the idea that it's something that happens to us. Then oftentimes when that happens and we go and recreate it outwardly by doing it to somebody else. And all it does is create this imbalance of having to continue to forgive back and forth when we really don't. So getting back to the empowerment that by being present in the moment and realizing that we don't need to judge something as good or bad, then we enable ourselves to remain, again, present, to go forward without having to hold on to something. Really, what we're talking about is, of course, accepting and non-attachment, even loving. Now, sometimes this thought of being um, loving and being detached is almost seen or can be perceived as an unemotional state, like someone needs to go into a, uh, a monotone, I am not going to attach in this moment. That's silly. Of course, we can have all the beautiful emotions that we have by um, being present at the same time, not being disconnected 
through this idea that we need to judge it as bad or that something has happened to me or I've done something outwardly and I need to let it go. If I'm willing to do that, especially within my own self, this is why sometimes in general forgiveness exercises, you'll see where the exercise is mentioned externally, where we're going to forgive this person or these people or this environment. Well, that's nice. But to be honest with you, that's 101 compared to, we'll say, college level 201 or 301, where we have to escalate to the final week to the point of an advanced class where we can begin to forgive ourselves. And then when you understand that, again, that's ridiculous, that we don't need to be judging ourselves. Therefore, we don't need to exercise uh, this co- concept of forgiveness. Then we're quite literally free. We're free to, to experience without having to create this cyclic pattern of going round and around. We can end the cyclic pattern of having something done wrong to us. And then we have to seek external forgiveness for that person or that group. And then ultimately, like I said a moment ago, that we come within and forgive ourselves. We can literally negate all of that if we become present to the moment. This is extremely powerful. The simple truth about forgiveness that you can't afford to be without is that you are empowered. And as we've been learning, that even in terms of the past, the future, or being present in the moment, it... Forgiveness isn't real because, again, of unconditional love. I want to share with you now why I was asking for my friend Greg's forgiveness. You see, later in life, I've learned that I have a sensitivity too, perhaps like Greg's, and maybe even more so. So the idea that somebody would think it would be funny to grab that bar and push it forward and pull it back, and the idea of twisting that cage round and round, and the idea that that would be fun, isn't so funny to me today. And because of that compassion, that understanding, externally, that I would want to offer to my friend Greg, I would want to have his forgiveness. Ultimately, as we've been learning, I want to extend that to myself, and then realize that not participating in this wave of going into the past and the idea that I can be hurt or to protect myself in terms of going to the future, but by being present, I'm empowered to really negate the whole concept of forgiveness. This is the message that I wanted to bring you in this podcast. This is the simple truth about forgiveness, and that is you can't afford to be without your empowerment. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review, or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.